Welcome, guys, to episode number, fuck, what is it, Brown? 93, 93, and that's our last episode because we're now officially cancelled. All right, so we've got, <laughs> we've got our guest, Corey White. What are we talking about, Corey? Uh, all sorts of things, conspiracies, vaccines, oh, yeah. dating. Assange. Oh, Jordan yeah. Peterson. Lots of Assange and lots of um, where the, like people that were engaged getting fucking divorced. We talk about they, we talk about them. them yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first 10 minutes people might just go, I'm not listening. So, we'll, uh, But it we'll, gets good. We'll gets see good. you on the flip Very side. Good. Yeah, let's get hard. Let's get hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Delby. And Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get home. <laughs> We've been waiting a while to get you on. It's nice to sit here where some of my biggest fans have sat in the past. <laughs> Your biggest fans? <laughs> it is. It's uh, you are you are a very polarizing comedian yeah, person. Yeah. Look, my view is like, love me, hate me, just don't be indifferent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, I want a I, reaction either way. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody be like, yeah, I like this parts of him, but this not this part. Mm. Or you'd rather them hate all? Or hate well, all. you know, I'm a complex character. You know, <laughs> like, you can love some bits, hate some bits, but yeah. take me as I am. Yeah. I I love it. I love every time you get on stage. I can feel the tension in the room. Mm. <laughs> I can feel the tension. I can feel deep in my plums. But I love it deep <laughs> in my plums. But I fuck. I love it. I like thrive it. But I know some people hate it. Definitely. It, it's funny, like to see the reaction of like some uh, particularly younger women. Who are laughing, but like don't want to admit that they're laughing. <laughs> it's like you're trying to respond. Like, I've won. Like you yeah, laughed. Yeah. You're yeah. guilty too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. One thing that's I found evident when I first started comedy, fucking seven or eight years ago, you were the first MC I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're still in your suit. You just come from fucking court or some shit. As a defendant, no, as the <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was that elephant and wheelbarrow, the the um, the, oh, the yeah. original gong. That's going back a while. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Fuck, man, this cunt's smart." Like you were t- saying shit that was funny, but really political and real, like highbrow. And I'm like, "I'm a dumb cunt from Wanneroo, but I'm, I know some of this." And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "This is really funny." But yep. looking around the room, yeah, that there was like six or seven like uni guys going to uni studying law, and like you were going like to town on them. Yep. And then, yeah, that hasn't changed, which was, uh, which, is, <laughs> which is good. It's intelligent. I don't go to yeah. town of people as much, you know. Yeah. I'm quite reserved and you mm-hmm. know, yeah. cheerful these days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless you heckle me at a bad time at the record bite. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Let's not go down that road yeah, just yet. No, um, I guess, like, people are – so I guess it, I just said it before. Very polarized by with the aggressive sort of manner in which you sort of address the situation. Sometimes I, I, I what do you? I don't know if it's aggressive. Well, not aggressive, but like it's um, poignant. Might be the word. I don't know how to pronounce poignant. it. Yeah, oh, the word I use is swag. <laughs> <laughs> I would call it. Uh, I would call it straight white cisgendered privilege. Oh, yeah, yeah, heteronormative toxic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we call it. Oh fuck. 
Um, yeah, we've yeah, got. Yeah, no, these words are out of control. The they them's and the he yeah. him's and the she hers. Like, yeah. mate, you will love our new skit then. Oh, <laughs> like, right, oh. it's like a new prayer in the name of the father, the he him, the they them, the she her. I'm all for like a person. If someone like and <clears throat> again, three straight white males. I don't know if we're. We're not allowed to. We're not talk allowed about to talk about this, but we're going to because we're creating open dialogues and we're allowed to have opinions on certain things. But for me, in my opinion, if someone was to ask me, "Can you please refer to me as they or them?" I'll do it out of the kindness of my heart because I'm a good person. Mm. But no one will tell me I have to do it. No sort of except um, for a judge. No will governing. Tell no you governing. Will refer to a judge as your honour. Yeah, but no governing body will, can sort of. For me, will tell me how I can address someone in in the public and just how I can talk to them and how I will address them. I'll address them with my own, uh, yeah, I, my own sort of uh, diligence and how I've sort of perceived them. And yeah. I liked what you said um, the other day, how like <laughs> you're making a judgment upon someone before you even know them. Yeah. That's, that's so I'll get you to call me this before you even know who I am. Yeah, fuck you. I'm going to get you to tell me what I am yeah, because it, I think I'm that fucking important. Yeah, exactly. So how about just be a cool cunt? Yeah, and, and I'll get to know you and I'll then I'll enjoy up, your company. Bring it up after that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to be honest, people who insist on, you know, Addressing them by their correct pronouns, I probably wouldn't be caught having dead having a beer with anyway. They're not going to be that much fun down the pub, are they? <laughs> no, you know? like, that's it. Well, no, it's f- save them. <laughs> well, to be fair, I haven't really met anyone like that um, who said anything like that to me. So I guess the, I think it's yeah. I guess the um, that sort of community that I have engaged with and met, they've all been great. Like it's very Americanized. It could be a very a small minority that's blown up by the media. It's funny though. It seems to be centered so much in the arts. Yeah, you know, like that whole art scene is so uh, progressive. Mm. <laughs> well, I got an email from Adelaide Fringe knocking me back. By the way, really, uh, and it's an email signature. It's like you know they've got the pronouns underneath. You know, it's yeah. like well, your name is clearly a bloke's. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, Adelaide Fringe. It's not even. A, it's not even a thing. It's like a town. Uh. <laughs> My pronouns are fucking shithole and. Uh, so I, I did you speak- see how Microsoft like they're being very- yeah you sent it yeah what yeah. the fuck so fucking dumb have it's, you seen this it's it's almost to a point where it's like it's virtue signaling so it's making it almost like yeah. a laughable thing instead of a real because for some people it's a it's a real thing it's it's diluting the real problem of sort of people being attacked and and mentally fucking. Uh, not fragile, but you know, it's it, that sort of stuff's being um, diluted. I reckon the real problems. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. When, when you sort of virtue signal like well, that. Well, I didn't understand how. Now, call me ignorant, call me fucking straight white male privilege. But she goes, "My name is fucking Katie, and yep. my pronouns are he/she. I've got long blonde hair, and I wear glasses." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What cunt? Yeah, yeah. The, you don't the, need to say I have long blonde hair and I'm a Caucasian that wears glasses. Yeah, the Caucasian. Yeah, I can it, see so that. I, I don't a, give a fuck. It's I'm a classic a, case of talking without saying anything. Oh, you know that, what I mean? bro. Like, that was it. That was the that was the wording. It was I'm a Caucasian Shen. male with brown hair and glasses, and you can refer to me as he or him. Yeah, and my name is Thing. Fucking what? <laughs> Where? Why? Why do you have to establish you're wearing glasses? And you fucking egg! Me, like, I can see that, man. If you have to define yourself by like your gender <laughs> yeah. or your sexuality, like you're inherently what fucking you're boring. No, yeah. but the worst part—that's the most interesting thing about you. Like, sorry, but you bore me. But you know what the worst part is? It's a video that they can't. There's no interaction. 
Yeah. They're saying you can refer to me. Well, I can't because you. I can't, can't talk back to you. It's a video <laughs> broadcast over yeah. the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even live. Anyway, before live we get cancelled. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, well, the girl called me a Nazi the other day because oh, she fuck. disagreed with me. And I was like, well, that's good because my pronouns are he, himla. So, <laughs> I don't know. So over these people throwing around words they don't understand. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like transphobe is the big one. Like, I got called a transphobe at a gig the other night, by the time. Open my car. And it's like I'm standing here having a beer with you. Well, yeah. The, the meaning of the word phobia is an irrational fear. Like I'm not scared of you. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Just scared of what what uh, the cancel culture can do. Oh, cancel culture is so bad. It's even affecting French submarines now. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Did I see? Um, uh, I saw Sh- today Sh- Big Bird on the radio is trying. To, they're trying to cancel Big Bird. Oh. I don't know why. They just brought it up on Six PR News. Oh, like God. Big Bird is a. Uh, is it offensive thing. to small birds? Probably, bro, and yellow and bluebirds. I've seen Chappelle, like, a little quote from one of his recent gigs, and he's like, if this is what fucking cancelled is, I'm I'm, pretty, I'm fucking enjoying it because he was he was selling out stadiums or mm-hmm. whatever he was doing. It's good when you can leverage yes. when you're at that height, but not a lot of comics. Like, what you had to go through is fucking shit, Corey. Mm. Yeah, well, look, I mean, they wouldn't have picked on someone – if they had a big Instagram following, do you know what I mean? If there was mm. a blue tick on my Instagram, they wouldn't have had a go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm glad that, you know, came out the other end of it. But it's uh, it's funny that the psychological pressure cooker, though, those environments can create, though, mm. even if it's a, a small window of it. Yeah, um, it's perceived pressure. That's not real. It's all online. It's all fucking And if you don't ideal. bend the knee to the culture queens, yeah. you know, they get more angry, you know. It's yeah. like, oh. But I'm so sick of those people who know fuck all about everything yeah. Yeah. trying to force feed their opinions down people's throats. Like your body of knowledge has anorexia. Shut the fuck up <laughs> and leave people alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking annoying, man. Yeah, I did like a couple of your arguments when, you know, when did you become the spokesperson for all, all women, women or all trans? Gender or whatever, like it was. There's not a homogenous opinion amongst any group on any topic. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I wouldn't accept. I wouldn't expect accept Delby speaking on behalf of all men and putting me in that mm, category. I'd right. be like, mate, he doesn't speak for me. Yeah, things are not black and little, white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't speak for little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a nice tash you've got going there, Branchy. Yeah, yeah do you know what? A little clit tickler on the bottom there as that's, well. That's exactly. Mate, that's exactly Could be a scrotum tickler. Don't assume his sexuality. Yeah, how dare you assume? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you got me. No, no, he can cancel me. Actually, yeah. Yep. Well, <laughs> easy. <laughs> Very. So, easy. what? You're not going to do that one gig that you had lined up <laughs> next month? <laughs> no. Well, one you can, over my, my business, I guess. So that said, man, there is a lot of trash in the open mic scene. Like I saw a clip the other day, and I was like, "There's no jokes in this. It's just fucking." Horrendous. Yeah. But you don't You don't go Oh I'm fucking You can never do comedy And at the same time It's like I felt like saying Bro There's not a single punchline In six minutes of that But Who am I Who gives a fuck Yeah 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 They'll yeah. learn Yeah 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 Hopefully Yeah well, but then there's some people You see and It's just like You haven't learned a you thing haven't learned. Yeah, yeah. I mean like At what point do you just admit This is you know A not mental you. illness And a <laughs> hobby combined <laughs> It's so true, man. It's so true. I feel like I know who you're talking about as well. I've got a few. Well, there's a few. Yeah, but I've got one in my head. No. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But uh, what can we talk about, Corey? What are you allowed to uh, divulge? Oh, man. So, yeah. What's- you're a little unshackled anyway, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we mentioned before what happened with the Rekabite and – 
my friend, the record by artist formerly known as, is how I refer to Monsieur Canning from henceforth. Mm. Uh, but basically, mate, guy won the Order of Australia and because, you know, he lied through his teeth on Triple M and... Um, Allegedly, we should say. For for listeners, or even for me, explain to me more what the Order of Australia is. Is it just like a, so it's a like merit a, award? It's like a merit award, yeah, like um, like Queen's Honours. It's like a title that's bestowed on you. So you see people with the yeah. um, suffix A-M, O-A uh, after their name. Yeah, so okay. it's like, you know, you've joined the Order of Australia for some, you know, contribution uh, that's been viewed as uh, very worthy. Okay. Um but it's also the who's who of villains in Australia have got it. It's completely lost its credibility. You know, mm. for instance, this year, Peter Credlin got it. You know, the girl who was Cho- uh, Tony Abbott's chief of staff and now works for Sky News. Uh, she got hers for the, her contributions to democracy in Australia, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, there was a shonky Catholic archbishop in Queensland who covered up some, uh, you know. Is it all proven that has been covered up or is this... Well, he, he told we... he told uh, the the victims that suing the church was a sinful path, and that you oh, know, wow. they shouldn't you know pursue yeah. the the church in court. Uh, yeah. And then my mate uh, Monsieur Canning, he got it for um, his contribution to the arts. Okay. Uh, so you know it was a very esteemed company. He got the uh, award with, uh, <laughs> and I made light of that fact uh, on social media, and it prompted him to make an application for it's called a misconduct restraining order. For trolling him on social media, uh, which is, mwah, you know, a guy who's uh, got a degree in arts, honours in theory, allegedly. Uh, yeah, and the only thing True's ever said about me was in the application, he called me a disgruntled comic. So anyway, I'm just like, I find out about this, I think, oh, this is amusing. Uh, first instance, we go to court, he doesn't rock up. Court chucks it out, what a waste of time. Yep. Uh, and then about a week later, he made an application to have uh, the order dismissing the application set aside and he reapplied. And there was back and forth, you know, trying to negotiate it with an undertaking. I just wanted it to go away, you know, had better things to do. Um, and he was insisting that I not refer to him directly or indirectly on any platform, on any social media platform or any live performance for three years, uh, which, you know, it, I'm just not going to take that as a restraint on my free speech and yeah. free expression. Yep. Uh, but probably you want it to be over with anyway, right? So yeah, right. And, you know, this guy, this is the thing, right? This is Rich what? white guys misusing the law because they've got a wounded ego. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Like all that happened is people laughed at him and he doesn't like it. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same, you know, with John Barillaro and Christian Porter and Andrew Leming. And all these blokes who misuse the law yeah. to shut people up that they don't like. What happened Instead with of Christian Porter? Oh, that, oh, he sued the ABC for defamation and, you know, was it, it didn't go well. Was he proven of the things? No. So, look, That's I don't like Christian Porter, but I don't like what happened to him in terms of the way he was tried by the media yeah. and going and digging up, you know, what he said in his first year at uni. And no doubt he's a shithouse bloke mm. by any measurement. And the way he trashed the rule of law mm-hmm. uh, in terms of Bernard Caleri and Witness K, uh, to then, you know, seek defence from the rule of law when you've gone out and trashed it was very uh, distasteful in my view. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we can't tell rape jokes, so no one's allowed to make fun of Christian Porter. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> That's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I when that the accusations and that came out, I was like, well, you'd want it to be true because it's going to destroy somebody's. If it, uh, yeah. if it is true, yeah. then it should mm. all be brought out. But I don't think anything should be reported until it's been proven. 
Yeah, well, you the know? only thing then you know, than that, I think, is being falsely accused of that. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. that's the worst thing you can accuse a bloke of, just yeah. about. Um, because it yeah. destroys everything. Because it's not just even, even, even if, if you disprove, if you disprove, it follows on. you around forever. Forever. Yep. So. Speaking of making allegations and naming people quickly before you've checked all the facts, how's Channel 7's form with Cleo oh, Smith? I was just, I was just about to say, mate. poor bloke. Like, mate, like. Oh. but I liked his. He's very tasteful. Like the way he responded in in regards to saying, I want. I don't just want an apology. I want you guys to do better at your job, be more professional and take it more seriously. Yeah, he didn't use the words do better because yes. those two words fucking do my head. Yeah, no, yeah sorry. <laughs> he said, to I want you to TSD from oh. that. I want you to uh, <laughs> do, do better, better Delby. Do better. Do better is do not better. Uh, that is not a comeback, anyone that's listening. Yeah. If you want someone to do better and you are genuinely concerned or you're genuinely wanting to help, yeah. offer some – some constructive help. constructive yeah. criticism. This is how you can improve. Yes. Not just you should do better because <laughs> I think you're a fucking piece of do better. <laughs> Fuck up, cunt. Yeah. Be um, specific. Yeah. And he <laughs> said, I don't I just want them to do their job right before fucking giving me an anxiety attack, send them to hospital. Yeah. Two, a panic attack in the in the police station. Like, mm. Imagine straight away a whole Bro. nation and he was getting messages. And Imagine how badly that could have gone like with vigilantism, yes. you know, like in Caratha or something. Yeah. Like, I mean, oof. Fuck, man. But I mean, that poor girl, I mean, what's worse, right? Being abducted <sighs> and killed or having to grow up the rest of your life in Carnarvon? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a fine line. Oh, well, the abduction that stops the nation, wasn't it? You know, like, yeah. what were the odds on her coming back alive? Bro. Fuck. Like, do we know much about everything? Like, no, yeah. no, not much, yeah. For the what I reason? I think it's probably was- good that we don't know enough until they have all their shit sorted. 100%. This is what we're just talking about. It. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. sus story, but, like, I don't know. It makes me think the kid was used as leverage or something. You reckon? You know, she's, they've gone in. She's there playing with dolls. Like, I don't know. Because can you imagine – the composure and the balls you would need to go into a campsite, oh, man. open up the tent, take yeah. out a kid, not wake anyone up mm. yeah. and get out of there and then maintain that for 18 days. Nuts, man. That guy's got balls of steel. Or not mentally there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was maybe there's a bit of Michael Jackson in him. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. It was the Neverland of Carnarvon. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking <laughs> – I'm just – yeah, man. For them to announce that was like insane. Ridiculous. That's they found her alive. And yeah. – Allegedly, un, how was unhurt. The, we talked about this. How was the vibe about the, the town? Marbo, it's the vibe. The Marbo, the vibe. The well, I woke vibe, up feeling hell good was, for some reason. And I yeah, my it was certainly a serotonin boost mm. to the general public, wasn't it? Isn't that a perfect example of what, how it works the opposite way as well? We're yeah, constant, 100%. We're constantly fed fear yeah. and, fucking, and, li- and lies or fucking yeah. manipulated media to suit their you, agendas. And it was like an emotional Dexy after a month of benzos yeah. in the news. I don't know. That's exactly it's what it was like. What, um, what's your opinion on, um, and again, it doesn't even matter what our opinions are, but 6PR were talking about um, McGowan going up there for the photo op. Do you think he should have gone up or should he? Mark well, I McGowan, definitely think he should have gone up. Nah, nah. He was you latching know? on to anything aside from the Crown news story or yeah. his waning popularity and people's rejection of this mandating yeah. the vaccine. Yeah. Public opinion is turning against Mark McGowan 100%. and he can sense it. That's why he was We're latching on to Cleo. Finally. Yeah. I would have gone up to congratulate the cops. Not yeah, for the yeah, photo yeah. op with no, that's a that's a really that's a good point. The Congratulate cops the cops. Did fucking incredible. How did they figure that out, man? The only issue is and this is what I commented. I commented on a 
I don't know, I don't even follow the West Australian, so I don't know how I've seen it. Probably someone else commented on it. I've seen it a thing of it happening, and I said, well, he doesn't doesn't do that for the twenty thousand other children that go missing every mm. year in Australia. Twenty thousand, and that's, I don't know how many are found so of that. Many. Even even if it was seventy five percent of them are found, still a lot of kids are going missing. But he's down if he does, and down if he doesn't. Like you can't win. No, just make a nice comment about the great work, which he did. Done. Yeah. Doesn't need to go out there for a photo. Oh, no, they've been jerking off the police pretty hard the last week and a half. Yeah. Well, it's I'm nice kind for, of over it. Yeah, like. but they've been getting battered, man, for fucking however long. And it's not like every cop. It's like when comics get fucking shat on. It's not every comic that shit. Mm. It's not every cop that does fucking poor work, man. Yeah. No, no, no. It's uh, a few bad ones. Give the rest of them a bad mm. name. You're right about that. So yeah, it's 100%. good to see the cops like crack this dope, like this case, and find her alive. Like that's fucking incredible, man. I think. Oh, it's, an, inc- it's an incredible thing. Yeah. Incredible. I'm just interested why the, like that that story in particular went hugely viral. Little white girl, up. mate. Gone missing. Do you think do you think yeah. that's what it is? It's like 100%. Patrice O'Neill's joke. It's like you can always tell, you know, how cute a white girl is by how much media coverage she generates <laughs> when she goes missing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking – That's fucking 20 years old on, as well, right? right? Yeah, yeah, that's an old joke. Wow. Because wasn't there um, – I mean, I'm, like I said, 20,000 in Australia a year go missing. I don't know how many of them are found. I should do my fact-checking on mm. that one. But 20,000 kids a year go missing or reported missing. Um they, they, at the exact same time, there was two Aboriginal kids missing at mm. the exact same time and no coverage, yeah, not one right. bit of mm. coverage. Where from? Mate, I don't know. There was no coverage. Yeah. <laughs> Someone pointed it out and then it started, that started becoming a thing. Like yeah, okay. people were commenting, why isn't this getting the same amount of coverage? Yeah, every missing kid should get a fair crack, man. <laughs> well, if there's like, 20,000 a year just in Australia, yeah. I don't think they you can it's constantly- a lot of kids, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. Stacks. But uh, what's the what's – the, um, tell us some interesting shit, man, about journalism and fake reporting and what they focus on and and all your inside words and knowledge, man. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm excited. I'm not, I'm not the wellspring of knowledge that uh, I am some days. But, yeah, no, <laughs> look, it's been so funny to see the narrative of, uh, of COVID and mandatory mm. vaccines. I've been having a hell time watching that unfold. And Are you vaxxed? Nope. Nah. How are you feeling about it all? Like, are we all? I'm, I'm happy I'm, to sit back and watch while while everyone deals with whatever side effects are yeah. until they fix until well, they uh, well, make a better formula. Yeah, <laughs> I just couldn't. I got really angry the other night, and I haven't been angry for a while <clears throat> about anything. I sort of just I've let it all go. But my one of my friends I'd recently caught up with at a funeral of all things. Um, we're having a chat, and he got the first jab, and he's not the healthiest bloke. So granted, not the healthiest bloke. He got myocarditis and genuinely nearly died. It got to a point where it was so bad the family was coming to say goodbye and all that. He did end up getting through. It was fucking a miracle. Well done. Outstanding. Everyone's fucking stoked. Now he's faced with the fact that he can either get the second jab, which he's fucking terrified as fuck about, or lose his job. And he doesn't know what to do. Mm, Yeah. He couldn't get one doctor out of 10 to admit that the myocarditis, which is what is being reported around the world as the number one side effect for men, actually, and women, I think, with heart yeah, problems. My friend had it yep. He couldn't get one out of 10 doctors to admit that it was at all linked to the vaccine. Not I mean, one. 
Needs to go to the dentist instead. The nine, nine out of ten dentists <laughs> they recommend said, Colgate. Oh. You need that one dentist that doesn't recommend Colgate. So they just, they said, oh, you could have had this underlying condition and stuff. And then mm. he said, well, fucking why is it mandatory? Yeah. Why don't you mandate a health, check, a health check to make sure I don't – like I might have these health conditions and that is going to be triggered by the vaccine. And oh, I was so fucking angry. It if just gotta, made me so angry. You've got to mandate f- a jab. That's pretty new. Mandate a health check first for any possible side effects. Yeah. Simple. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I don't think I know all the possible side effects, though. I mean, this is the thing. People were like, you know, I was reluctant to give my opinion on this subject for a while. And whenever someone would ask me, I recant a story uh, from a wedding I was at. It was in February of 2020. It was just before, you know, things went down the toilet. Um, I was having a yarn with a bloke I know through uni and he was in from London and, you know, he worked at this international law firm. We were talking about work. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, we're defending this pharmaceutical company in the States, you know, because they're being sued because the allegation is they knowingly marketed oxycodone on the basis that it wasn't addictive. (laughs) Um, I was like, what did you think? He's mate, they're like just fucking the big tobacco companies. Of course they knew it was addictive, but nothing gets in the way between them and profit. Yeah. Um, And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm a criminal lawyer. He's like, yeah, well, I reckon I'm working for bigger criminals than you. Yeah. Uh, And then I saw him 18 months later. Um, said I haven't got the jab and went bonkers at me, you know. It's just like, well, hey, mate, do you remember what you said 18 months ago? Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got – the pharmaceutical companies have gone from the most untrustworthy fucking companies in the world. Right. That everyone fucking hated. Everyone – like Johnson & Johnson just fucking paid out the biggest lawsuit in history for giving kids fucking cancer because they had <laughs> asbestos in their fucking talcum powder knowingly and let it go. How does that even happen? And then they fucking create a vaccine that goes we, – we don't have it here, I know, but it just fucking blows my – it makes me so fucking angry. People are sheep. People went from hating these people to, oh, they're the saviours and we trust everything. But see, I know people who simultaneously hold the views that tobacco industry scientists were corrupt, uh, Monsanto scientists were corrupt, but somehow (laughs) pharmaceutical industry scientists are immune from this. The fact that that almost every fucking mainstream media news network is sponsored by Pfizer doesn't play a factor in its- it's fucking, uh, you know, how it's yeah, portrayed. Yeah, I mean, what the- no one wants to admit is the fact that propaganda works. Mm. And you've, you know, seen it on people in your lives, whether it be uh, dividing people about, you know, it's a conspiracy or people are like, have you got the vaccine? Yeah. Mm. It's all for everyone's health. Mm. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's just scary pl- to admit how frightening it's it is. It's frustrating yeah. the inconsistencies it is, so. because the inconsistencies end up creating further pushback. And the other thing I think is, radicalizing people is the deliberate omission of the gray area. This is not a black and white issue anymore, right? There's a huge gray area here that's not being discussed and ignoring the gray area and calling people who are in the gray zone anti-vaxxers when they're not, (sighs) it's radicalizing people. And if you make people, you take away the choice from them, the choice of the choiceless will be violence. And what I'm afraid of is that this escalates and the social and political fabric unravels and we no longer do politics peacefully. Mm. Yeah. You know, you've just seen what happened in the UK, you know, a politician getting stabbed. Yeah. If I could get odds with sports bear about what's going to happen in the next six months <laughs> domestically. You probably can. I would put money on a political assassination. You and I, and I don't say that to condone violence by any stretch, but it, I, I just think that's how serious that's this is going to That's the scariness of the situation, yeah. yeah. Because that grey area that you're talking about, I'm not anti-vax, I'm not pro-vax. My daughter's vaccinated, so I'm clearly not fucking- 
um, anti-vax. I'm pro-choice and pro-fucking diligence and you, making your own decisions. But that grey area of putting people in anti-vax and and I creating, guess creating a divide. To, yeah, it does create a divide, and it is fucking. It's dangerous. Well, like, and labels are dangerous too. I mean, vaxxed, unvaxxed. I mean, Hutu, Tutsi, mm. Catholic, Protestant, Sunni, Shia. These are labels, and when you identify people like that, and this is why identity politics is so dangerous. Mm. And you know, Scott Morrison can say that and gets a pile on, but Stan Grant, the most respected Aboriginal journalist in the country, you know, wartime correspondent, shreds identity politics for this reason. When you put people into labels like that, you know. Ingredients are there for butchery. Yeah, um, and, even to, and just to say, just to say that it's a hundred percent safe is dangerous in itself because then people don't do the the research. Like my friend who should have probably got a health check prior, check his heart, check some conditions. Um, if you're saying it's a hundred percent safe, people don't do their their research in advance to make sure they're okay to do it. It's because safe. From I, I what think it's, saying, it's safe most of the time. A hundred percent. That's no. exactly. It's the outliers, but that's yeah. the thing. they're not pushing the fact that. Just and I get that it works. It, it helps. It, you know, I get that whole thing, but it's just you might know better than me, Corey. Is there? There's some kind of welfare from Centrelink you can get from side effects from it. No, well, I mean that's the thing. Like every government has to sign a contract with Pfizer, which. Releases Pfizer from any immunity. Probability, wow. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the meme, but the only people who've gotten immunity from the vaccine are the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. You know? like, and it's true. Like, And that would be the silver bullet, I think, to overcoming the hesitancy. If people, you know, if Pfizer's going to go, okay, we'll be liable for our product, yeah. um, I think more people would sign on. 100%. But I think, you know, it's yeah. kind of, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire type thing. Was like, if they're not willing to fucking put their balls on the line for yeah. their own product, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. what yeah. the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. We trust it. So, it, yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, have you I mean, seen George Foreman puts his names on grills. Pfizer right. could at least put <laughs> a fucking name on the jab. And this from a company who invented the hard-on pill by accident. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was a side effect that made them billions. <laughs> That's like the one positive yeah, side yeah. effect from trying to side save effects. people's They hearts. make you billions or cost you billions. Yeah. <laughs> gonna I don't know. And Pfizer's the inspiration for the John Le Carre book, The Constant Gardener, which was adapted into really? the movie about yeah. you know testing their meningitis treatment on kids in Nigeria, you know. Wow. Consent forms in English for uh, people who couldn't read and write. Wow. <laughs> some of um, the, the other so people So, yeah, would I struggle. mean, some of the, the, the scepticism around pharmaceutical companies is absolutely justified. Yeah. I mean, you only got to look at what uh, Pfizer's paid out alone in damages in the last 20 years. Yeah. Johnson & Johnson just got knocked back in our high court the other day appealing the uh, the vaginal mesh case. Yeah. No, was that the pelvic? Yeah. 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 The, so, the- I mean... Yeah. Can't trust them in your vagina. Yeah. Can't trust them anywhere else. Well, <laughs> Pfizer you can trust in your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson & Johnson. I'm well, still young enough to not need that script, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh. If you can trust Pfizer with the Johnson yeah. <laughs> inside, you're all good. Yeah, 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 100%. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, it's a strange one because I'm not anti or pro. I just, I just kind of don't want them to come out in two years or three years and go, oh... Sorry, we didn't realise uh, sterilisation or like being becoming sterile was a side effect. Yeah, it might uh, be like children of men. So yeah, that's be the what last I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how much will be worth in the dating scene, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, some currency. You've yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm just uh, like because I'm not in a rush, and people will probably hate that. Like being, the, I'm in the arts. Yeah, as well. 
and I need people to be back so I can have shows. Yeah. But it's like I'm not in a rush, man. Yeah. I'm I'm happy to just see what's happening with people's side effects. And that should be completely fine. Mm. That should be completely fine. Because there's got to be better. You shouldn't be judged for that. Yeah, and there's got to be better ways than just locking down a whole fucking state when someone gets sick. But I think the real thing that's coming out is what they're starting to say on 6PR, which surprises me today. They were saying that um, the rhetoric's coming out, that they're waiting till February so the hospitals can actually keep up with it because all the staff are going to be on holidays, yeah, Christmas he, holidays. Yeah, but he also- Why doesn't he just acknowledge it? Why doesn't he just go, hey, guys, our hospitals are fucked? Took him 18 months to put $1.9 billion into our hospitals. Yeah, but why not? That's why he locked it off So because he knew if it came in, we're fucked. And then everyone, then the public opinion- But it was so funny at the beginning, him. like all those Irish doctors and shit fucking off back home, you know, the, the health system's under crisis. And now, you know, there's so many nurses who've chucked in their jobs because mm. they don't want it. It's like, well, yeah, the fucking system's under pressure because- not enough nurses. This yeah. is working. Yesterday's heroes and today's unemployed. Good yeah. on you, Marky Mark. You yeah. fucking low dog. <laughs> Wait, and this is the thing. How many? There's going to be teachers, frontline workers, firefighters, police officers, construction workers, Adelaide women's footy players. They're all going to quit. Yeah, have quit. And that's like and like, oh, good. You're super spreaders. You're I've, dangerous. <laughs> you fire weapons. So, and this is the thing. What are, what are we getting it for? We're getting it to stop the spread. Is that why we're getting it? Not Mate, for our health. It, well, it doesn't stop the spread. Yes. Uh, so what's the fucking point? Yeah. It doesn't stop it. And I get the argument that it dramatically decreases the percentage of spreading it. Um, Does it? Oh, not uh, enough. To me, yeah, there's enough. only one good argument for getting it and that's that it will, you know, reduce the pressure on the health system. Mm. Correct. But if that was, you know, the be all and end all of it, Mark McGowan would have raised the iron ore royalty. So instead of getting 25 cents a ton, we would have got a fair price yep. per ton. And we would have been able to build 10 fucking hospitals mm. with the amount of money we would have raised. The so price of iron ore went to $180 US a ton, north 200. So yeah. tell us about that because I know nothing about that, bro. So basically BHP, Rio Tinto, FMG and uh, Han- Rio- Jenna Reinhardt's company, mm-hmm. Hancock Prospecting, are stealing the next 10 generations of wealth from this state with the iron ore. The iron ore royalty, which is not a tax, it's the price that you know the companies pay in exchange for the commodity, is 25 cents per tonne. They pay that to the government? Yep, and that was set in 1967. Wow. Now, everything else you pay for in this state, whether it be- and How you much know, is your a rego, of iron ore? Well- It's, it's it, a thousand kilos. <laughs> no. <laughs> the price got to $220 US per tonne. This year, BHP and Rio, their break-even cost is about $30 a tonne. FMG is about $11 a tonne. Wow. And the rest is all gravy. Yeah. And most of it goes offshore and we don't see a cent and our children will never forgive us for letting the iron ore pirates If do we what. can have them, we aren't sterile. Well, <laughs> you know, um, and that, you know, if Mark McGowan said, I'll raise the iron ore royalty, you know, I was like, well, I'll consider getting the jab, you know. Yeah. Fuck it. If Julian Assange endorses the jab, I'll get it, maybe. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, until yeah. then. Because what, you could, they could raise the that so much more, right? From 25 cents. Like, 25 cents. It was set, what has an increased like in price bucks, since 1967? Just, just go to two bucks. Well, Brendan yeah. Grill's proposed an increase uh, of a flat rate of $5. Yeah. And that sounds pretty fair. Right. Well, the West Australian and the Channel 7 and uh, all the iron ore companies demonised him and voted him out of office. Because, mm. wow. 
just to try and do the right thing. This is why I people. hate the moralising from people like Crown Casino and FMG. So like, fuck off. You are the least moral people in this polity. You are in no position to lecture anyone about the public interest or public health. Crown Casino, you fucking sell addiction to people. Yeah. <laughs> Money laundering and loan sharking. That's so true. And then you want to fucking tell people to get vaccinated, otherwise they can't come to the venue. Yeah. Like, fuck right off. Yeah. 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 Fucking, I, they wouldn't really care if you're vaxxed or not. They just want your cash. Well, they got enough so, of the JobKeeper. I remember that. Fucking everyone's on JobKeeper and Crown Casino was still open. Yeah. Putting all the money through fucking Crown. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Um, I guess and cause they're, because the people who own those, those uh, the, the mines, they also own shares in uh, – in the media. Well, well, Channel 7, I mean, everyone talks about the media monopoly in this country being Rupert Murdoch, but the other, in Western Australia, it's Kerry Stokes and Channel 7. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially a media company that has the exclusive rights to Caterpillar earth moving equipment and a whole bunch of gas, tenements and mining interests and construction. Mm. So in every phase of a mine, Kerry Stokes makes a mozza because there's construction and then there's Caterpillar equipment, which he has the sole license on. Uh, and, you know, they won't even let Komatsu advertise in the West Australian. Really? Yeah, that's how precious wow. they are about Caterpillar. So, I mean, they're not neutral players in any of these debates. They have vested interests and they take sides and, you know, they try but and no disguise one knows, them. Like, this is the first I hear of this. Mm. Like, no one, your yeah, regular I'm, Joe doesn't know any of this shit. No. no yeah, that's what's scary that's, been killed. that's why. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's a scary thing because, like, if you look at war propaganda. Yeah. Any war. Yeah. Wherever you live is what you believe. Mm-hmm. And then outside of war, people think that propaganda doesn't happen. They're like, oh, no, no. Yeah. Or just something as small as that. Mm. Like not having somebody, your opposition being advertised. In yeah, a- well, it's like propaganda isn't always about what's in the news. It's about what's not, not in, in the, the news. news yeah. You know? So that's how it works. Yeah. Um, tell us about Julian Assange. I don't know much about him, man. And yeah, we love so, conspiracy theories. So on this Julian, I uh, actually ran into his lawyer at the conspiracy. OBH yesterday. Really? Really? Is he from said, WA? Nah, nah. His uh, lawyer is in WA at the moment. Yeah. Um, I was on the piss at the OB and, you know, you know, ran into, I was like fanboy moment. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so yeah, it, he had the extradition hearing. The Americans are appealing his extradition. Uh, so where is he right now? He's in Belmarsh prison in the UK. Okay, was yep. he in an embassy or is this someone else? Yes, that was yeah. him in the embassy. And so they he, went in and they, they, they took dragged him out? him out of the embassy, put him into uh, prison. Yeah, but even what did he do last, though? Even his last, um, he was alleged to have breached bail. So instead of you know attending court, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just no, going to go to the embassy. For what though? For what crime? For breaching bail. No, no, no. He was in before there before he had bail uh, for giving over footage that was leaking the footage of the. Yeah, so although he was being chased by the Swedish government over, you know, allegedly taking off a dinger. Oh, yeah, that um, was, and that's been... And done. that's, you know... Yeah. Taking off a no, condom? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do they call it? Stealthing? Oh, really? I didn't realise that that was... That's, that was the allegation, it, but it's... Um, it was... Fallen to bits. Yeah, it's all to really? It was after he'd started, you know, doing... Uh, leaking things with WikiLeaks. Wiki, oh. WikiLeaks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, WikiLeaks. So Julian Assange is behind WikiLeaks? Yes, that's his allegedly, thing. or has it been proven? No, no, no. no he was okay. the WikiLeaks main Wikileaks. man. Yeah, right. So and, 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 they, and what that that was saying that way he compromised Australian security. Or no, 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 American, no, no, no. American, American security. American security. So he released the, the footage of the helicopter. Yeah. So it started with the helicopter, uh, and it kept going. I mean, there was a whole tranche. There was the embassy cables. There was the Vault Seven, all the CIA stuff about yep. how you know the back doors into the tech world. 
different algorithms and stuff they use. But what's the Vault Seven? Uh, that was all the CIA's tech stuff about you know how they manipulate but, into um, like Samsung tellies and stuff like that. You can turn the Samsung TV right. into a monitor. So like what unit. the Snowden movie was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean the CIA, you know, who was um, even. see and who did Snowden? It was Greenwald. Yep, he released Lee Greenwald. Yeah, so Snowden gave Greenwald the paper, or the, I guess all the evidence, and then he released it within a paper. Like, yeah, they would went through a website called The Intercept, so they've all yeah. fallen out. How does now. this stuff get out, right? If so, the big people in power. So Snowden, who's was, running it? So Snowden was a was a contractor. Yeah, but who's running the, the story? There's a small group of oh. independent journalists who do this thing, but, I mean, it's a very small group mm. of people yeah. who do investigative reporting into national security. surely almost everybody that does investigative reporting gets killed or, or silenced. Well, there was a guy, journalist called Gary Webb, who uh, wrote the story in the States that the CIA was smuggling cocaine into the States um, from South America. In the 80s? Yeah, late 80s. I think in the early 90s. Mm. Uh, and then he wound up dead with um, two gunshot wounds to the head, which was ruled as suicide. suicide. <laughs> There's a movie about it called Kill the Messenger. It's wow. on SBS. The first guy to kill himself Two twice. gunshot wounds to the head, yeah. Well, fuck, yeah, you'd have to be unlucky. That's, that's like Seth Rich getting shot in the back in a mugging in his phone and wallet was still on him. Oh, wow. Because Seth Rich was the one who leaked the emails for Hillary. Dan C- for Hillary. Yeah, okay. For the DNC's... Favoritism. See, I would never want to be an investigative journalist because if you find out the truth that you're not meant to, you'd fucking yeah. Well, you're, I think you're it was dead. John Pilger and Chris Hedges that made the point that by their own admission, there's an internal memo. I think it was from Department of Defense or MI5 that they place investigative journalists as a bigger threat than terrorism. Wow, it's by their own admission. Mm. So basically, the big, the biggest, <laughs> and uh, what so their argument is that it's a, a threat to national security and can result in the deaths. Of C- civilians, or no, not civilians of uh, intelligence. Yeah, officers. and it's like right. methods being compromised. So nothing's it. nothing's. Been, oh, I would like that, to think that big, my nation has our best interests at heart. So he exposed America committing war crimes. Yeah, and then he got in trouble. Yeah, right. Not them. <laughs> okay. So they shot and killed kids and civilians with a big fucking helicopter. Yeah, he released the footage of that. Have you then, never seen that footage? Nah. Terrific. It's Gnarly. Yeah, right. It's gnarly. And, it, and the commentating on it as it's well. Like they're, and they're playing a video, like they're laughing about it. Call, that sounds like Call of Duty. It's yeah. like Call of Duty, man. And people are desensitised to it because they play games like that. Yeah, right. So they're just like, oh, okay. So, But the thing is, it's a huge thing. It's a war crime. And this is just the fucking tip of the iceberg. It goes way deeper. And then he exposed that amongst all the other things. That okay. So then Julian Assange is on bail and, they, and he skips bail and then- he sought refuge in the Ecuadorian embassy. I think he Why was Ecuador out of any embassy? Because they didn't have a um, uh, extradition, what, treaty. extradition treaty. And he helped the out the Ecuadorian government with some of his revelations. The Ecuadorians like, oh, the Americans, they do fuck us. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, okay, wow. you can stay here. Pamela Anderson was visiting him towards the end. How yeah. bizarre is that though? That's like the, the star of Baywatch, he's in there flying the flag for the free press. So she, like, she empathised with his story and then started visiting him and they created, they become, they they got to turn into a relationship. Did he stealth her or? Must have stealthed her. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, so she's pushing for his release and stuff like that. But he was treated very poorly towards the end, even by the um, embassy, I think. Is was it because he- he's got white hair? No, he's a, um, 
Uh, he's the one that's like albino looking. He's albino. Yeah. He is albino. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. is. Yeah. I was just riffing. Sorry. No, yeah, no. He's Australian yeah. albino. Wow. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. He's an award-winning Australian journalist that the CIA plotted to assassinate. And he's never released anything that's been proven to be untrue. Wow. How fucking <laughs> devastating. And not one journalist in Australia has said anything in the mainstream press. Like, hey, deputy editor at the West, like, surely if one of your colleagues had been, you How know, was the it victim not- of a plot to yeah. be, you know, it's- allegedly murdered in ed- for doing their job. Why wouldn't they, though? Well, because there's a gag order. You're not allowed to talk about Julian Assange in the mainstream press. Are we allowed to? You're allowed to, but, you know, if you want a job with Channel 7. Because because it doesn't fit the narrative. Because also, yeah, and their sponsors. (laughs) Right, well. Their sponsors are in bed with the same, like, it's all, it's, you know how I think I told you about that article I wrote, how like the 95% of the fucking world's media is run by four different companies. Mm. Those four different companies also own shares in every field. How do so, I like, get a job the at Vanguard these Group, for example, just owns shares in everything. So, if if Vanguard Group doesn't like it's how it's being manipulated or presented here, it'll stop it there. If yeah. that makes sense, they'll be like, "All right, we own it here. It's uh, the Pfizer vaccine. We're the majority shareholder in Pfizer vaccine." But Facebook, we also own majority shares in. Okay, on Facebook, we're telling them there's no fucking way you're letting any sort of. Yeah, information okay. about that coming out. Yeah. Or we're taking away all our fucking share, our money. Yeah. And so they, they basically hold manipulation over anyone that they want. But when we say they, this must just be like three or four blokes or women that- They, them. They, yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be they, now it's they, them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> them and them and the, the enemy. Yeah. So, but that they, is, them Illuminati. That is, eh? It's just like a bunch well, of people on a board of a company. Well, it's the same. Vanguard's a group that owns a privatisation of prisons. Yeah, okay. Same same people. So yeah. they privatise the majority shareholders in these prisons. They own the prisons. Ah, fuck it. We also own the majority shares in Warner Brothers Music. Let's now get black Americans to do rap music that's gangster yeah. and make it uh, what, what, what's the word? Influential. Influential and make oh, it insightful. seem like, No, just make it seem like they want to do it. Like, uh, yeah, it's cultural uh, imperialism, yeah. what that's called. Mm. Trying to insert an idea into a culture that, Perfect. you know, nice. suits the ruling class. It's like, you know, when hip hop used to be socially conscious, glorifies, that's fuck the police, and then it yeah, got yeah, glorified yeah. into the gangster culture. That's and it. Bling yeah. and bitches yeah. and guns mm-hmm. and riches, mm-hmm. it's niches, all that yeah. crap. So yeah. it creates, glorified. creates more crime, glorifies the crime, and then their prisons, oh, because they quit their government. Sorry, yeah, speak about this with Blumfield. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those prisons then, they actually get a kickback from the government only if they're at a 96% occupancy. That's so they so actually make up. money from having people in their prisons. That's so it's fucked business. up. So they don't want the world to get better. They actually yeah. want those prisons to continue to- It's fucked, man. If we had better vanguards, 20,000 kids wouldn't have <laughs> gone missing either. Especially white vanguards. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see like that? And that's how when people say, who's they- like yeah. I put up a joke tweet the other day. If the the Illuminati um, is real, they just changed their name to the Vanguard Group, and yeah. that's it's half true. Like they're the ones who influence everything. Everything. Mm. Those sorts of groups. Those sorts of businesses. Those sorts of. I feel people. so small right now. It is. If and this is where jo- Wolfie makes his jokes. He's like, "What the fuck are you going to do? Us four can figure it all out. What are we going to do? We're going to do nothing. Yeah, come to fuck all. There's nothing do much fuck- you can do, though. I mean, it's not like in the days of the French Revolution where you could see where power was centered and concentrated, and you could go and storm the Bastille and drag out the king and put him into the fucking guillotine. Like, mm. 
power is so invisible in our world now with yeah. algorithms and and data and uh, you know ownership of, of offshore structures. Like it's hard to see the power structure that mm. you know, controls us. How's even Facebook basically just changing a name to state? Yeah, they've got our data. I thought it was Meta. <laughs> hey. Facebook changed the name to Meta. Yeah, is which is it's it, metadata. Metadata. Oh right. <laughs> it's just saying, yeah, yeah, we've got your data. Yeah. It's like they're throwing it in your I thought face. Thought calling it Metaverse. Yeah, yeah, oh, the Metaverse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. It's funny. It's right. like it's they throw it in your face, mm. just like. <laughs> but Mark Zuckerberg was just a horny dude at college and, and just yeah, but fell doesn't into then, the, that's like a side effect, like the Pfizer side effect. Yeah, so this kid creates something cool, like he does something. He's innovative. He creates a business, but then you have investors. And yeah. those investors then pull influence over what you think and how you feel about things. And then, you know, I don't, you can always go into dark conspiracy theories and fucking they can hold things over you and put you Speaking into certain Speaking of conspiracy theories. Good. The Give us some. Biden government administration has refused to release the JFK files yes. that were set for release. No, really? No, no, no. Well- what, the after 50 years or whatever it is? Yeah. No, so, yeah. So, Trump delayed it a little. They did release some, but then next week they're releasing- Half, which will be all redacted, all redacted, and so, then they need another year to release the second half. Why? <laughs> For like, come on, it's been seventy fucking years. You've had to redact these files. <laughs> they said to hold, uh, to give respect to the to JFK assassination. Are you serious? <laughs> Just, Why now? Exactly, mate. What the fuck? Well, it's coming up the anniversary, twenty second of November. It's just gonna. It's gonna be a, to a. It's it annoys me that they release shit and it's all redacted. The reason they don't want to, yeah, exactly. So What's they redact the, the stuff that we want. The, the reason we want it released is so mm. we can see what is this. But the, the stuff that oh, that annoys me about something like that is that you know that it's going to show that the, the U.S. government was complicit in its own president's fucking right <laughs> in its own assassination. Everybody already knows what happened. Exactly. Right? Like, it, it was the CIA. They and it was a faction of his own government. And they thought he was some yeah. lefty Mick. Irishman who couldn't be trusted at the yep. height of the Cold War, so they blew his head off. Yeah, he was going to bring back the, uh, I think the gold back. And there's a Pruder film, you know that one where you see Kennedy's wife take a catch of his head at second slip. <laughs> yeah, right. They took it was nine years before the public got to see that. Yeah. Wow. Why? It's it's in a movie. No, no. There was a guy filming. Yeah. As Kennedy went down the street, oh. and you can see Kennedy's head blow apart. Yeah, right. And it's called the Zapruder film because it was filmed by a guy called Abraham Zapruder. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah. There's also the, the, is it the, what do they call that bullet? The missing bullet? The magic bullet The magic bullet What did it do? Turn the corner or something? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't it? Yeah, I guess. It was not, it didn't fragment. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. Well, they found the perfect bullet. And they found the bullet like on the stretcher next to Kennedy. Oh, wow. It was like, (laughs) come on. Jesus. That never happened. (laughs) That was matched to, um, what's his name? Lee Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Harvey Oswald's gun. Yeah. So. Oh, that's pretty handy. Yeah, isn't it? And then yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald just happened to be shot yeah. a couple of days later on live TV. Yeah. yeah. Isn't uh, it? Who shot him? A guy called Jack Ruby. And they shot Jack or did Jack no, go to Jack jail? Jack died in jail. Uh, like what? He shot himself twice on the head nah, as well? No, nah, no. I think he had cancer. Or, like he was dying. Right. He was Do you think he was, a legit, he was legit incensed or that was his job? I think it was probably his job. Yeah. I think, you know, in the world of power like that, you probably get made an ultimatum and say, hey, Jack, you know, we heard you got this daughter and she yeah, attends yeah. this it's school. You or your family. What do you reckon, mate? I know what choice I'd make. Yeah. Mm. And that's- And I don't have kids. And yeah. th- that's the- that's the 
one thing you always hear when you read all these things, they always have a kid or a wife. It's oh, we're doing all right, Corey. Right, it's like we're that line in Chopper. It's just so like I ain't going out on any ledges. <laughs> yeah. I never had kids or because it might be one of those things that can be used <laughs> against you, you know, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like, and uh, faced with something similar, I'd be like, fuck. All right, got to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. No way I'd let – and it, yeah, that's the, that's the ultimate well, way. I won't let anyone this. know your weak point. I think it, so I think it's any, anyone, it's anyone's weak point. So it's on us, Delbs. You yeah. know, like you know, <laughs> blokes with no debt, no kids. That's it. Yeah, we just got to fucking fly the flag. What are some of the best conspiracies that you've heard, man? You know more about fucking. Oh look, I because uh, I don't birthday. like conspiracy. The word conspiracy itself. What are some? Because conspiracy was a fucking construct created by the CIA itself. The yeah. word conspiracy theory. Yeah. To then make people go, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. Mm. So they started, I think they said, yeah, initially it's a way started to dismiss that. people who can articulate themselves properly. Yeah. It's a genuine word created by the CIA to make people feel. That sounds like a conspiracy to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's a clever little thing. But yeah, sorry, what you're saying. I um, one of my favourites, because my birthday is September the 10th, and I remember being out for dinner on my birthday. I was fucking Your account card has got it in for you. No, <laughs> like, just, just seeing that like on the telly, like that was one of the most uh, incredible things to see live. Mm. Uh, the Twin Towers, and then well, imagine the guys watching Jack Ruby blow the guys up. Right, but that I mean, yeah. the the only two conspiracies I really believe in is the I guess the Kennedy assassination and nine mm-hmm. eleven, and, uh, 9/11 and mm-hmm. not so much that you know I know who did it or whatever, but in the sense that the official story is. Very visibly full of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like the World Trade Center 7 thing. I mean, CNN and the BBC called the collapse of World Trade Center 7. Before. <laughs> before it collapsed. And while it's still really? standing in the background. In the background of their video. In the background, she's sitting there and she's this. reporting yeah. on it saying, except the, um, yeah, Tower how 7. That, how does that work? Which, like, it's pre-scripted. Like the CNN. Oh, wow. <laughs> CNN already had a pre-script. It's all fucking, well, what, what do they call it? She hasn't bothered to turn around and be like, oh, actually. It's teleprompter. So mm. they're always reading teleprompters. They're but just the reading the script. same thing happened like, when the I, Russians did I did, did not it. know that, man. Yeah. When the Russians did that bombing in 99, like, the same thing happened. Like One of the members of parliament got up and announced, that, oh, there's been another bombing. And it's like, well, it hadn't happened, hadn't yet. happened yet. How the fuck did you know? So this is all pre, like, yeah. Well, if you're going to orchestrate- <laughs> a fucking plane to drive through your buildings. Can't you wait five minutes? Yeah, it's timing because they have to create that sort of fear. But wait five minutes. You're mm. going to have the same effect mm-hmm. and you don't get your cover blown. 100%. Bro, they need just, some no, different kind that, of pills that's to just stop a going up. That's just a fuck up. That's Twice. In, at the same time, yeah. What the fuck? So that, and, and also, what? Uh, Tower 7, wasn't that the one where they had all the investigations into- um, Yeah, the Securities Exchange Commission was there, yeah. And it, it, the day before on September 10th, they announced that they were, couldn't account for four point something, I think it was four point something trillion dollars um, yeah. in budget spend, black budget spendings. They didn't know where it was. There's a theory that it black was related matter. to the, the 10-year bonds oh, uh, yeah. when the Americans were trying to manipulate- the Russian ruble and collapse the uh, their currency. Yeah, um, but yeah, it'd be spewing uh, yeah. if you bet against that's and that's some of that stupid argument that they would never attack their own people. They've already done it, oh, like countless times, and then even re- in recent recentish. Do you reckon we're going to get led into America if we ever want to go? 
What do you mean? We're just shitting on the whole country. We've done this plenty of times. Oh, <laughs> Allegedly. And they'd have to listen. Yeah. They um, are listening, bro. This is, yeah, they if are. If I've learned anything from Assange and Snowden. No, the but- NSA, we always listen to our customers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, if you, if you listened to Wolfie the other day, we're just Rogan without the listeners. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Was he on the DMT <laughs> train? Yeah. You guys are just Rogan without the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dog. He is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Just such a cyclone of punchlines and energy. Cyclone yeah. is a good description. Yeah, cyclone of wolf. So a big bad wolf will fucking blow your house over. You came up with a great uh, like thing and for when you, if you're emceeing or introducing him. I won't say it because it's a good little punch. I forgot, bro. He's <laughs> okay. I'll tell you after. Right. Your little like when he goes off the stage. Anyway, it's good. Okay. See, yeah. I don't even remember it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, cocaine does Wolfie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't used that yet. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to use it. Yeah. So Wolf, <laughs> Wolfie's got that much energy that cocaine does him. <laughs> cocaine wrecks up lines of Yeah, a good line. <laughs> <laughs> Says um, a bloke who's wearing fucking Birkenstocks. I tell you what, it's one of the signs of ageing. Like, I haven't gotten old, but I've aged this year, you know, like. Comfortable. Found a grey hair in my beard. i got so Got many. myself a fucking pair How of Birkies. Can't ask a man his age. Is our age. Uh, huh? Our age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, How good. old are you? 87 babies. Yeah. Your, your age. Yeah. 13 <laughs> short of a millennium. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, do you know what my feeling of getting old is? I drink mid-strength. Oh, dude. 100%. I love it. I feel like I can drink mid-strength and just get through a night. Can we shit on some beer labels right now? Yeah, I'll shit on all of them. I don't drink Great beer. Northern is the worst beer <laughs> on the market. And the Gage Roads mid-strength is absolute dog's piss. They're going to uh, put a gag order on you for three years. <laughs> which, oh. is, which is the um, uh, the one that I have. I've tried one uh, the other day. I can't remember if I liked it. I'll give it a couple. Uh, the Bolter. Oh, yeah, the Bolter XPA. Don't mind the, it. Um, uh, Mr. Sensible or whatever it's called, I think it is. Um yeah, that's a, that's a good little mid-strength. There's so many more beers on the market now and the price of them hasn't come down. <laughs> like, beer's more expensive than ever. Yeah. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. My, see, my dad has this argument. He's like, oh, I, I won't do it anymore. I won't go to a pub not paying 14 bucks or 10 bucks for a beer or whatever. He's like, back in my day, I used to pay three bucks for a beer. And I was like, yeah, but dad, you used to earn like 300 bucks for a week. Like, it's, it's there's inflation. Mm. So the value is like, most people are earning somewhere between a thousand and two thousand dollars a week now, and it's that's the you know they go there and buy a beer and it's ten bucks. It's the relevant, relative, but people of that age bracket would not look at it like that. They'd be like, "Fuck, I remember." It's like when you used to get petrol back mm. in the day, and you'd be like, oh, "I'd fucking fill up for twenty bucks." That is inflation, though. I yeah. mean, my old man telling me how much he could have bought a house for when he bought his first one. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Well, yeah, my. My parents they bought um, they they actually waited a bit too long, but they um, they bought theirs for a hundred k, and that was expensive still. Um, and then I think like seven or eight years later, sold it for like four hundred and fifty. Do you know what I'm so fucking sick of though? <laughs> it's like these boomers who got so lucky with property, yeah, and just think and that it's like <laughs> oh, it's their financial acumen, and I'm such a brilliant investor. It's like you were just right place, right <laughs> time. Exactly. You're not that fucking smart. Yeah. Shut up. Just born at the right. <laughs> Pay your right tax, time. cunt. Um, what was I going to say? The uh, before I left, you were talking about a sign of getting old. My mum was when I was twenty eight. I started listening to Six PR. Oh, yeah. It was just I was into it. 
yeah, I'm yeah. fucking happy. Mm-hmm. Or like when I started getting um, samples from the food from Woolies, I'd be like, oh, try this. And then I go actually buy it. Like when I was younger, I would just like eat as much free samples and then fuck off. And I'm like, oh, actually, that's pretty good. Where do – what aisle was that fucking cheesy? And I'm going to go get that. Mm. So I'm like – My one is like, you know, like when you've gone to the, the loo and the, you know, the uh, – you get a leaky valve. Oh, yeah. You think you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Pissing on my happening. own leg and tell me it's raining. You know yeah. Fucking oath. Yeah, I've had that for sure. I was like taking the piss out of the ads. It's like, do you have light bladder leakage? I'm like, that's called pissing yourself, cunt. Don't call it light bladder leakage. <laughs> and they're like, millions of Australians have light bladder leakage. Try having a fucking anteater fucking... <laughs> it doesn't matter. An anteater. Oh, your dick. Yeah. Yeah. Try and having an anteater fucking foreskin. <laughs> and it just wells up and <laughs> just falls down your leg. <laughs> In your socks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we're high proud today. Oh no. Uh, um oh. actually there's one hard yarn story that I, I want Corey to tell us if you don't mind, bro. Yeah, of course. Um I was asking Corey no, but yeah. Cool. <laughs> like yeah, of course, Corey was that. Yeah. Um you I, you've told on the Reapers, but where you broke your fucking body like in half. Oh, snap a femur. Yeah. Yeah, so this one. Um mate of mine got a it was about this time of year actually. Um, one of those long boards. What, you just remember it around the JFK assassination? <laughs> yeah, well, this time of year, you know, it reminds me of lots of things, not all of them good, but... Um, <laughs> the joint femur fucking... Yeah, naked, so naked. bombing hills in cot and um, so basically picked a line and a car started coming up the road and I had to change my line because usually you go, side, board, eh? yeah, you go yeah. side to side to, you know, wash off speed and... Um, Anyway, had to change a different course and then I was just going so fast and had to make a series of split-second decisions and uh, I chose trying to jump off before the curb and run across the grass and I mistimed it by a split second oh. and I hit one of those copper logs oh. right there. Oh, that's the middle looked, of his thigh, guys. And it just snapped in half and, yeah, oh. I, I just remember hearing it and then, like, moving my leg and could feel the bone rubbing on the bone. Oh. Like, it ripped my shorts all off. I was in the like, side of the road and me jocks and Fuck. ambulance rocked up and uh, I said, some- have you ever had ketamine before? <laughs> like, no, nope. but I've always been keen to try. <laughs> uh, and I can recommend. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Like, really good. Have you had it before? No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was in so much pain. Um, but yeah, so I've got a titanium rod down Fuck. the centre of my femur. How do, fuck, bro. So what do they do with that? Like they cut your thigh open. So they get you, they slice a hole in the top and they line up the bone and they just get a big fucking drill bit, really. Jesus Christ. And they just like drill out the marrow. Through your knee? Yeah, so there's a, it's, they do it from the hip end up the top here. Oh. Um, you can see videos of the surgery like from, uh, I can't remember what that show was, like St. Vincent's fucking live or whatever. What the fuck? But yeah, so they drill out a hole through the center of the bone and then they literally bash in with a hammer, the fucking titanium rod. Why though? So, so you've, the bone can fuse to back together. Wow. And then they um, put a screw in the top of your knee and one on the top of your Surely thigh. they can put something in that's going to dissolve or your body's going to take out once your know. bone's fused. So like I've got to like make the decision whether or not I have the rod taken out. Because if I like, have a fall as an old man with osteoporosis, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be in a bad way. And then, but what would the rod do? Well, it just it. makes it harder. It to reaches the prostate and gives it an <laughs> awesome orgasm. Well, you know, fuck, I hope not. But, um, 
Yeah, it'll just make it harder for the bone to heal again as an old man if Fuck. I have four bow. I don't plan on living that long. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always use the Johnson & Johnson hip mesh. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Johnson & Johnson femoral nail. <laughs> Fuck, man. What sort of pain is that? 11 out of 10? Oh, dude. Nothing yeah. indescribable? It was or- gnarly. And, like, I had a fall um, at a mate's house uh, maybe two weeks after. and um, Well, after you did it? Yeah, so oh. it was house, like I was just on the crutches and like there was this little two steps to get down at this house in Leaderville and like I fell down and I just remember oh the pain. Oh my but, God, bro. Um, yeah, no, look, the painkillers are great for a couple of weeks afterwards and like having oh. to give yourself like the injection every day to prevent the blood clotting. Fuck. Was, um, well, don't take any Moderna. No, nah, no, nah, it was Clexane <laughs> every day. Just stop the clots. Fucking yeah. hell. So... Yeah, uh, no, nah, that was. Uh, well, that you're was lucky the oxycodone's not addictive, so you could have just <laughs> smashed all that. I tell you what, <laughs> and, like uh, after a week on those things, though, you look like death warmed up. Yeah, you right. See how it deteriorates so quickly. That's why I didn't things. do it. My second shoulder up, I couldn't couldn't be on anything yeah. like that. It was. Just, I, I, what about the boys? No, it's just <laughs> 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 keep getting my script. <laughs> yeah, I um, I had the script. I just didn't do anything with it. What um, weed. speaking of the boys, what are you allowed to talk about with your other job outside of comedy? Nothing. Oh no, I can talk about a lot of things. It's just that you know I don't like to in case I get it wrong because yeah. the consequences of getting on the wrong side of the legal practice board can be annoying. Yeah, right. Um, so you can be deep disbarred. What is it like studying to be a, a lawyer, man? Is it just a fuckload of – how long did it take you? Uh, I did a law degree and an arts degree. My arts degree was politics and international studies. Uh, so that it basically qualifies you to work for the government, right? It's like yeah. history, politics, sociology, yeah, um, stuff like that. But law is a glorified reading and writing degree. There's all this like unwarranted elitism and wank mm. that comes across – you know, comes along with being a – the label I've got a law degree. Yeah, know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's just fucking glorified reading and writing, mate. Because that's a pretty hard, like, it's just a long journey, right? Yeah. So it's like four years at uni for a straight law degree, and then you know you got to do a year out of uni for uh, fuck all money as well, eh? Yeah, and you know, like, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you had to tell me what being a lawyer is actually like at uni, I probably would have said. I think I figured that out. Else. I was doing law and commerce and my law, the law, first law unit, I figured out pretty quickly. I was like, this isn't what they do in the movies. It's reading a fuckload of cases, knowing all your precedents and just memorizing a fuckload yeah, of shit, right? You can't retain all that, but it, it's the process of knowing how to figure out a question and mm. reason with it legally. Um, but what's cool about, you know, a law degree, some of the history behind the law um, you know, take, for example, the ability for the courts to come in and rewrite, rewrite your will mm. um, if you don't adequately provide for your, pay, your children, spouses, de facto, wives, whatever. Um, previous to that legislation, women had no right to the kids or property at common law. Wow. So, I mean, some of these asshole blokes, you know, have a, yeah. a wealth of fortune, but, you know, they wouldn't provide for their kids or their wives in the will. Yeah. And then the burden fell on the state. So one of the first things to change after women got the vote was what they call uh, testator's family maintenance legislation. And it allows the court to come in and rewrite your will and distribute assets where you should have. Wow. That's pretty – what if you hate your family? Well, you know <laughs> – that's yeah. in your wishes and you're like – divest yeah. before you die. Spend it before <laughs> you fucking go. That's the only way to spy them really and get yeah, away yeah, with yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Fuck. What's the, uh, what's the craziest case you've had to 
uh, represent or is it all pretty mundane? Um, where Or something where you've thought this guy's definitely guilty and turns out actually I fucking misjudged this bloke or this chick. Uh, or is it pretty black and white? <laughs> I know there's a lot of grey. I sat all. in on a murder trial where the coppers planted all the key evidence. Oh, my God, bro. It was like Did a, this make the media? Did the investigative journalists? Yeah, and oh. I dropped an absolute perler of a joke on the copper. <laughs> <afterwards>. So. <laughs> Just like he dropped the evidence. It was a retrial, right? This guy had spent 13 years oh in prison God. for a murder he didn't commit and the police had planted all the key evidence. One item was a, a Jim Beam can, another one was a cigarette packet, and another one was a knife. I think this is this is a fairly famous case. Yeah, right? this was yeah. only uh, earlier this year that yeah. this, um, was resolved. Um, and anyway, is one of the cops dead? No, no. Okay, uh, he's been promoted. Well, um, <laughs> anyway, it took the jury no time to acquit this bloke. And, you know, Fuck. to his credit, this copper came and sat and watched the verdict and the closing arguments. And, you know, that took balls. Because mm, he um, know he's done it. Yeah. And his evidence was dog shit. The jury hated him. Yeah. Um, and anyway, when they read out the verdict, they looked up at the gallery and I was seated behind this copper and, you know, everyone celebrating. And afterwards I said to this copper, well, I guess your career's fucked, mate. But uh, have you ever thought about going into gardening? Because I reckon you'd be really good at planting evidence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, well, you got you back. You got promoted. You <laughs> right? <laughs> Accountability. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking so, hell. Wow. He so, probably planted Cleo Smith in that room, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he probably had her the whole time. <laughs> Do we need to redact that? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. No, not all the police uh, – Bad, but you yeah. know, like, and in defense of that copper, he thought he was doing the right thing. So, he noble cause like corruption, bloke. right? They yeah. were like, This is our bloke, we just can't prove it. But oh, okay. they had the blinkers on and they made some monumental mistakes. And the problem was, they couldn't admit that they'd done the wrong thing. Mm. And they had to just dig the heels in. And when you dig the heels in like that, I mean, and at somebody's lo- cost of their life, man, mm. 13, 13 years of someone's, did, surely he get compensated. So, was he not well? A, so, was, did he? Genuinely not do it as well. Yeah, no. I, I, I he had lunch with the guy, and he's just a really um, soft, kind soul. You don't get the vibe at all that he's capable of that sort of violence because it was a very violent crime. Mm. Yeah, okay. uh, this woman was stabbed, you know, like about twenty times. Yeah, mm. um, and nine times out of ten, when one of those things happens, it is someone who's romantically involved mm. with the with the deceased. Yeah, but there's the one out of ten, and and he was the one out of ten, and. Uh, the Attorney General still hasn't given him his ex gratia payment, which is, you know, the, what Andrew Mallard got. But Andrew Mallard got about... And he died, didn't he? Yeah, in a car That's accident. So- yeah, so, like, did fucking <sighs> over 10 years in the can. Was that the jewellery one? Yeah, yeah. Wasman Park, Pamela Lawrence. Fuck, man. And then he got out, he got a massive pay, and then died. Fuck. <laughs> like... Oh, he, I had don't think pretty, he, was, he had a pretty good time after he got out. <laughs> right. I don't think he was suicidal. It was a legit like accidental yeah, death. Yeah, it was, a, legit, it was yeah. a hit and run in the States, I think. That's insane, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the other one? The, the, the cop, that the crooked cop in Perth that was like doing it for X amount of years and they firebombed his car or something. Do you know who that was? It was like oh, early just, 80s um, or 90s. And it was crooked and it was like the maybe their brothers and they did something with the mint or the fucking Oh the Micklebergs. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Don Hancock. That's yeah. The one. yeah, right. So one of the few times I ever saw my grandfather cry. 
because my grandfather was a copper and he picked me up from school one day. We were going to the driving range. And it came over the radio that, you know, the bikies had blown up Don Hancock. And what year was this? Mm, 80s, 90s? I reckon that would have been 1999 maybe. Okay. Maybe even a little bit after that. Nah, maybe 2000. Yeah. But, yeah, it was one of the few times I saw my grandfather cry was when the bikies blew up Don Hancock. Like but he happiness was shifty, or sadness? Shit. Sadness. You know, oh, it was wow. like, well, those bastards got one of our own. The, the police have a real sort of strong brotherhood and uh-huh. sense of club membership. The, yeah, yeah. You know, just a legal one, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, yeah. any institution like the, S- the army, the SAS, yeah. it's a very closed, tight knit brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And if you rat on us, we yeah. don't like it. Yeah. So what did Don do? Uh, so the Allegedly story goes, did. he was he had a pub at Orobanda out near Kalgoorlie, and I think it was coming the Club Deros, maybe one of those uh, bikey mobs came in, and they were being. Horrible to his daughter who was working behind the bar. And anyway, later that night, all the bikies are camped out and there's a gunshot and it killed one of the bikies. When the police went round to Don's house to question him, he was sitting there eating oranges because orange juice dissolves gunpowder residue. Oh, wow. Uh, so tips of the trade. The old <laughs> oh, cop has wow. no And anyway, uh, they firebombed his pub. Um, and yeah, he was offered police protection, but he's like, oh... They might go after my kids, so I'll just cop it. But yeah, uh, was he a cop or was he just a random? Yeah, he used to be a copper. Okay. Yeah, and he was a legendary copper too. Right. Ah, okay. So he wasn't shifty. In no, that no, way. he, was, he crooked. was kind of. Oh, he was. He was crooked. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, so much history in Perth. That yeah, fuck. Yeah. And how, when was that one? Uh, what the car bombing? Yeah, early. Yeah, and it wasn't just him; it was his mate Lou Lewis. Like, I mean, Lou Lewis was innocent, you know, and um, I think only one bloke was convicted over that. He pleaded guilty. And the guy he ratted on was acquitted at trial. Wow. Mm. Interesting. And the last thing I wanted to pick your brains on was um, what um, Mick Gladwell was talking about with the East Timor situation, how our government fucked up. Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, no, 100%. It's the most shameful chapter in Australian history, if you ask me. The East Timorese were our wartime allies. There's a great story of an Australian soldier called Keith Hayes who was shot by the Japanese and taken in by the local villagers in, in Dili and you know, rehabilitated and, you know, sent back to Sparrow Force. And Sparrow Force was – they were the Australian commandos in East Timor and they were 90% from Western Australia. And you look at, you know, the honour roll of Sparrow Force and it's like, oh, shit, there's a lot of prominent Western Australian mm-hmm. names. But long story short, we were negotiating the oil and gas treaty – and we used our equivalent of the CIA to spy on the East Timorese so we knew which what their lowest position was, what they would take in terms of a split, yeah. mm-hmm. the oil and gas reserves. Um, there was a whistleblower from inside the agency because he was furious because the, the foreign minister, Alexander Downer, and the head of Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade at the time, Dr. Ashton Calvert, both took jobs with Woodside after that yeah so it was a complete misuse of our operational capability to spy on a country that has the highest infant mortality rate in the world that was once our wartime ally uh, and for a rich country like australia to do that to a poor country was well, just fucked them over was just so disgraceful and it's, has been proven yeah it's been proven yeah. yep yep it's weird how we don't know about that stuff well, no, I get taught in schools. I met the lawyer who acted for the guy called Witness K in in Sydney at the Writers Festival. Witness K was what they gave you, wasn't it, for your leg? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 it was Witness Ivermectin. But uh, no, he was 
you know, his story is quite incredible and he had to redact something like 30,000 words from his book Whoa. Um, called Oil Under Troubled Water and even he's under a gag or he's not allowed to use a mobile phone. What? He's not allowed to have an email account. What? He's under, I, I'm not shitting you. What he's under a gag fuck? order from ASIO. Can he come on the hard yards? No, well, you'd have to get him out of uh, the ACT. Um, but yeah, I had a drink with him afterwards and um, yeah, it was quite an experience, man, to yeah. hear him speak frankly about what he thinks is happening to our political system. And this is why I think COVID is the 9-11 of the 2020s, right? Because after 9-11, there was all this sweeping legislation that came through that removed mm. a lot of the illegal protections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After 9-11, we got rid of the laws that protect people from governments yeah. to protect them against terrorism, right? Yeah. And all the people who said, oh, well, this is a bit much, a bit disproportionate, they were called soft on terror or you don't care about the sanctity of human life. Yeah. yeah. The same thing is happening now with COVID. It's like, well, or you don't care about the sanctity of human sure. life oh, and yeah. you're trying to use shame it's, as an emotion to motivate people and shame is the most powerful emotion you can make a group and that's, mammal feel. That's because you, you're actually turning the people against people mm-hmm. and that's the mo- mo- most powerful one. What's yeah. the law that's going through that's going to give them absolute power in the poli- – in the in Victoria. Oh, in Victoria, yeah, there's sort of pandemic legislation. That's not that sounds crazy. But this, this is going to kick off. This is just like the perfect example, and it happens all the time. The problem, problem, reaction, solution, and mm. it's always predetermined. They have the problem. They know what they're going to use as the problem. And I'm not saying that's what COVID is. I'm not mm. calling it some grand conspiracy, but it's used so often. Create the problem. Already have the solution. No, well, no, no, know what the reaction is going to be, but also fucking push the reaction. Like, well, see, this control is what the reaction. Comedians have in common with dictators, right? We understand group psychology. Mm. You know, like when the, everything's set right, the lighting, the stage. Yeah. You know, no one's going to heckle because they don't want to be made a fool of. Yeah, yeah it's just a big show. Uh, yeah. And it's a fine line between, you know, doing a show at the Comedy Lounge and headlining at Nuremberg. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's the same sort of principles apply yeah and that's and yeah that's how i've seen everything i mm. see that you can see that example in 9-11 mm. create the problem which is terrorism know what the reaction is going to be when they have such a traumatic experience fucking let's get the terrorists and ah the solution is to go in and do what they did yeah but it's the which day, is it's- it was always the solution was always the end goal so you got to create the problem they them again Yes. The mystery, they, them. Like, again, they, them is always the, the, the people in the world who just profit from these situations, like the Vanguard groups. Fuck, I wish I could do a bit of that myself. I'm just not smart enough. <laughs> no, yeah. Create a, profit, create a problem, like, not enough good comedy, try to be good at comedy, just eliminate my enemies <laughs> and just put on the only comedy show. But you, you, can see, you can see it within, like, uh, look at the – straight away – I'm not saying that uh, we all – you could – it was like it was scripted. You could see everything that was going to happen through the COVID. Well, it's funny. Yeah. Like when the vaccine – when people first started saying, oh, you know, this will be used as an excuse for vaccine passports, yes. like those mm. people were shouted down as yeah. conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Yeah. So they've been validated in the most emphatic <laughs> way. Yeah. Like, let's just take a second to acknowledge that some of the conspiracy theories were, in fact, spoilers. Foreshadowing. COVID lab leak. You're a fa- that, you're right. A- that went from uh, conspiracy <laughs> to fucking front page of the Australian. It's yeah. you're you're a racist for, and that's the biggest irony. Yeah, racist for saying mm. it happened in China. You're, no, you're right. Ra- yeah, you're racist for saying it was a lab leak, but not racist for saying it was a fucking uh, the wet market. Mm. 
Yeah, they're yeah, both yeah. in China. They're yeah. both in Wuhan. Yeah. yeah, it just happens to be that fucking three hundred meters away from the wet market is the exact the lab. Virology that lab. That that, <laughs> that fucking Fauci funded gain of function. And I don't care what fucking technical jargon he wants to spin in front of Congress of like his wording and what they did. He funded fucking gain of function research in the Wuhan lab of viral, virology on COVID SARS nineteen or whatever mm. it's called. Yeah, well, what are we going to do, mate? Like Wolfie said, we're fucking. A, what are we going to do? Well, fuck it. Fuck this all. is the thing. Like Governor Rand Paul calls him out, and then nothing happens. I don't understand why nothing happens from that. Because no one gives a fuck. That's mate. a governor Rand Paul in, under Congress in, in like calling him out with time. The people with the money and the power made it go away. Mm. Right. They, yeah. Well, if the might, people actually. Well, they made a president. Go what are we going to well. do? What are we going to do, man? <laughs> what are the people going to do? Yeah, well, you mate. Is it? Can we exactly. even make a difference? Is there a way to make? Or- I don't know. Like I've got a bit about this, you know. It's like I'm old enough to remember the Iraq War protests, and mm. that, that was the biggest protest in history. And the global elite still said, "Fuck you, we'll go and invade yeah. Iraq for twenty years." Right? Even we know there's no WMDs there. Yeah. Um. You know what else? I mean, what are we some of the protests are being poppies? successful though. Like Black Lives Matter, they got Cosby out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Women's March for Justice, they've got Chappelle Corby on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, it's not all doom and gloom. There is some scope for little hope. wins. Yeah. yeah. It's about the little wins. Extreme activism does have its case, its places, and it does make- Well, the vegans it, aren't doing too well. Well, even- Mate, look at Tash Peterson. She's on um, uh, she's on a podcast with fucking- um, Oh, I'm a massive. Um, fuck. I can't remember. Oh, Will Anderson Ma- must be doing well. No, like big, big, <laughs> big Will name. Anderson, Isaac Butterfield. Oh yeah, okay. she's doing his podcast, and um, like I know she doesn't make a difference, and I, I know they can. She's divisive and she's polarizing, which is a, like we got another perfect example there. But they're fair, she's fucking passionate about what she's talking about, and people don't like hearing inconvenient truths. They don't like hearing that they're fucking the animal that they're eating was fucking slaughtered inhumanely. I, I'm I'm vegetarian, but not because of that reason. Just and I so I empathize with you. Identifies a little bitch. Yeah, exactly. Back but um, and I can probably say, oh, the way she's going about it isn't necessarily helping her cause. She's not educating, she's not really she's creating more pushback. Mm. But in the past, uh, like women's fucking extreme activism has helped push through Well, women had to throw themselves in front of oncoming horses at the races to get a fair hearing about women's suffrage. Yeah. Mm. So some of these people, for example, have mm. – the they you do like, that because they're too maggot at the Melbourne so Cup? At, so, yeah, so at the time you see it <laughs> – at the time you see that and you're like, that that's doing nothing. But look what it has snowballed into mm. eventually, long term. Mm. Tash and Peterson is another example. Fucking who knows where veganism and, and sort of animal rights activism goes in the future. Well, she needs to recruit Jordan. But Peterson. the same with like right now, we might think that standing up against mandates or fucking whatever it ends up being is doing nothing. But maybe in 30 years, unfortunately, it doesn't affect us. But All the, I the ask is that the activism is funny and informative. <laughs> yeah, right. It's about, it's about persuasion. Yeah. And this is where a lot of people and myself have gone wrong in the past. You know, you don't persuade people by calling them names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is like the Trump phenomenon. A lot of those people weren't racist, but they vote. This shit pushes people to the so right. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is what the lefties don't understand. You are creating a monster that you don't want, yeah. but you can't see it. And it's going to happen again. So whether or not it's Trump, whether it's fucking a Clive Palmer or wh- whoever the fuck it is, there's always- 
an, uh, an alt-right, for lack of a better word, version that you're going to go, I don't want what I've got right now. Mm. I'm, I'm going nowhere else but there. Mm. Yeah, and these modern lefties are fucking just insane. They're pushing people. Right, it's, and you see, this is what I can't- Well, it's like, extreme. Right, it, it's wokeism is a cult. And it's all about diversity until it's a diversity of opinion. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a unified it, opinion. This is the problem with fundamentalism. They breed no irony. Mm. Right? They're immune to irony is the only thing these people can understand. Yeah. And I'm just so sick of it. You know, Diversity, it's anything but. It's tolerant. It's anything but. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cult. And if you fucking stray beyond the lines of accepted opinions, yep. you are excommunicated and, and then smeared. S- and then yes. censorship upon these sort of topics- Right. Is like, that's a bigger thing. Shouldn't we be creating an open dialogue? I get the whole bullying and stuff like that, but it's only, you're only going to create an open dialogue if you're allowed to speak about it. Well, and you're allowed to be educated by someone who might know better than you. Mm. Like I might have an opinion and, oh, I, I, and definitely not might, I'll be wrong on so many things, but unless someone can educate me and, Op- openly talk to me about these sorts of situations. Yeah. Where's the f- mate's, where's the progress? Mate, mate's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> when's, like, when's the progress going to happen? Debate's not about winning or losing. It's about progress, right? Yeah. Um, and you can respectfully disagree. And this is what I think is important about COVID and the vaccine. This shit's so divisive, and I've seen it through families, relationships, workplaces. It doesn't have to be. Um, we can respectfully disagree. Like mm. I've got a whole host of opinions that you know don't align with some of my friends, but they're my friends. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, we can have a healthy disagreement. Oh, yeah. me and my sister-in-law are a perfect example. We really butt heads on so many issues, politically, health-wise, fucking whatever. But we're best mates as well. Like we can have these little disagreements, and then put that aside and go, yeah, you're still yeah, a great person. you can't live in a fucking echo chamber for your opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you've got to be challenged. You've got to be questioned. Like, yeah. That's she, how your opinions- She definitely challenges me. I challenge her and it creates this sort of like almost a healthy respect for each other that we're like- Sounds yeah. like there's a lot of sexual tension <laughs> with your sister-in-law. Yeah. No, she's, she's great. She's uh, yeah. awesome. We do want to kill each other sometimes. Though. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, make sure you don't fight. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah. and that's the thing. Like that- we're at the end of a, an argument, it'll always be, all right, She's I love unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's always like, I love you. I'll, uh, I'll speak to you at the next family barbecue, yeah. whatever. You know, like it's always, it's always fine. Mm. And that healthy sort of mutual sort of respect and love for people having differing opinions and sometimes it can get heated, but knowing at the end of the day, you're not a bad person for having that opinion yeah. or thinking that because some of these people, look at the riots in Melbourne, perfect example. Writing might not be the best way to um, alt riot. <laughs> rioting might not be the best way to get your opinion across. Protesting. Riots are just a way of voting between elections. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you've also you, you can condemn the and I've said this before. You can condemn the riots, but you've also got to condemn the conditions that have put them yeah, in a position yeah. where they feel like they have no other option but to riot. So yeah. if you're not addressing the reason they feel that way, and you're just saying you're wrong you're going to create a situation where you get rights. And what you're talking about when you're saying like it's a scary path, people are going to start to think they've got no other option mm-hmm. but, but violent reaction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this state has higher access to explosives than any other. You've seen <laughs> how many fucking bags of ammonium nitrate go up the Great Northern Highway on the back of tra- road trains? Hopefully there's many bags of other stuff. But- <laughs> well, that's why Delby wants the borders open, right? <laughs> I was talking uh, about bags of wool, mate. Yeah, they're sending them up, you know, blowing up. 
Aboriginal heritage sites. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> FMG does like, you know, one welcome to country for every cultural site they destroy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you've been in one of their presentations. It's like 55 welcome to countries. And I so need to practice a farewell to countries oh, because right? they're yeah. fucking it's getting like, rid of See, it. it's going to China, yeah. bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, acknowledgement of where the country's gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to bring up? I'm sweating bullets on here. It is fucking warm yeah. Mate, it's here. warm today yeah. and then like I wanted to put that aircon on but Remember last time I put it on, yeah, it was all heat. stuck on heat. Ah, yeah. it's a power wheel! Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just stuck on heat, and I can't remember if Wolfie's fixed it, so yeah. I didn't want to put it on, and it gets even hotter in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to touch on? Mate, oh, just this little anecdote from a book I read the other day. So you've seen this research that's coming out of the States about how effective uh, – hallucinogens like magic mushrooms mm. are and treating trauma yeah. and addiction and Through mental health. Through microdosing and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And, P- and M- M- MDMA. MDMA. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm this all for fascinating these. book called The Immortality Key, but it details oh. a lot of these people who were in research and medical research in the 70s and mm-hmm. late 60s who were doing that research and were chased out of their professions by uh, the establishment because yeah. like, oh, you, know, you can't be doing that sort of research here. You know, it's you know, countercultural. It's yeah. not science. Um, those people's reputations and lives were destroyed by the intelligentsia and you know the establishment of the professional class that they're a part of. And only thirty years later, these people are being vindicated mm. in the most emphatic way. So uh, I think that's an interesting anecdote to remember. Is that, What's happening know, now? Well, you know, the high priests of any industry think that yeah. they're right all of the time and, you know, as humans we have to remember we have a high capacity for getting things wrong. Yeah, mm. big time. Well, I saw there was a guy at one of our unis either here or over east. He's created a COVID vaccine yeah, and, he's, and it's effective and, he, and he's crowdfunded. Uh, the vaccine and then he's used it on himself and proven that it works and now he can't go to uni because he's not vaccinated by Pfizer <laughs> and Moderna and the other companies so I'll have to find the, the name of it it was called like Covax or something yeah and he's like self he's done all the research he was a, like at a uni a, as a uni professor and lecturer doing the research himself fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> who wrote the immortality key a guy called Brian Murarescu was he yeah. on Rogan or someone Yeah, like no, that? he was on Rogan once. Um, I remember listening. That, that's the ultimate way to just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's like, you know, that'll be part of the fucking Ten Commandments yeah. for the yeah, woke yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thou shall hate Joe Rogan. Yeah. Thou shall hate Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Oh, Thou shall preach diversity until it's a diversity of appealing. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't realise um, – that there was such hate around Jordan Peterson. Oh, do yeah, and, and we with women. Now, right? I, now I did. I I did realize. <laughs> okay, so I did realize within like maybe the United States or whatever. I, I knew there was a bit of a hate culture around him because I'd, I'd sort of followed him a little bit. But I went to see his talk about a year and a half ago, two years ago. He was in Perth, and I went to go uh, watch a talk, and I got messages from people. Why are you going to see that? piece of shit that oh he's a dangerous misogynistic thug what the fuck he must be stopped it's, and it's everywhere and you made a fucking I don't know whether you said it on stage or on story and you said what is it nothing makes a, a woman's ovaries burn more than hearing Jordan Peterson speak or something yeah. along those lines oh fucking Look, it, the, the ovaries come to the frontal lobe whenever <laughs> like Jordan Peterson gets you see it with him like, it no longer becomes a rat like it's an emotional discussion yeah um and I just, I mean, not that anyone is the be all and end all, whether it be Rogan, Jordan Peterson, Clementine Ford, any of these people. Yeah. Right. Make up your own mind. But, you know, 
there's nothing that he says that is dangerously misogynistic. I mean, he's a guy who's helped thousands of men with their mental yes. health and stopped them from becoming Martin Bryant. Yeah. And if that's not a fucking dangerous thug, then yeah. I don't know what is. Yeah. I even like when they he he gets lectured on the the wage gap. He's he's he says, "Yeah, look, I understand that the gender does play a role in the wage gap, but that's one of 20 or 30 reasons." There's a, 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 so many variables within the wage gap that need to be addressed. Uh, well, not need to be, but if they want to make that change and bring that that wage gap up, it's it's not, and it's not necessarily a good difference. And he never says it's good that there's a difference. He just said these are the reasons. There's multi-variable reasons. And what do you mean complexity? Ah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like, and he and he addresses it. He always says, yes, gender bias is a genuine reason, but it's one of twenty. There's mm. fucking different things. There's social engineering. I think he's a pig. <laughs> of course. <laughs> good, good, Daniel. Yeah, no, I, I find that so amusing that um, he just can't be discussed. You can't a, even discuss at it. At a level where emotion doesn't take over and it becomes quite heated. Mm. Even, you know, with, um, you know, like girls that you've been seeing, you know, like, I don't know if you've had that conversation, Del. I, was I like, don't say too many girls. Hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i tell you what, how different is it being bought at, a single bloke in your 30s comparative to your early 20s. Yeah. Oh, so different, Because right? the conversations are far- Well, and this is the thing, you know, like uh, a friend of mine's got this bit about, you know, um, he was ugly at school, so he had to develop a personality. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's, yeah, uh, a buyer's market is a bloke. Mm. You know, sometimes, you know, I've been out and you catch a girl looking at you like, you know, you're the life raft and she's on the Titanic, you know. This <laughs> <laughs> is my last chance to have kids. And oh, all. yeah, yeah. I know what you mean in that sense of the word, yeah. Where yeah. it's like you're getting to a point where they need to find somebody quickly. I get nervous about meeting girls in the conversations around certain topics like COVID vaccine mandates and stuff like that. I don't even want to bring it up. With mm. any girl that I meet, I because just I don't know by what, not meeting them. What if I meet a really nice girl and she just hates on me straight away because uh, of that? Her like passionate I, I decision mate, to you mate, should be vaccinated. Yeah, one of my mates, his fiance pulled the pin on the marriage over it. Wow. Yeah, walked out on a marriage. That's insane. I reckon he dodged a bullet, but <laughs> yeah, the magic bullet. <laughs> 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 the nightmare on Elm Street yeah. is avoided. Yeah, yeah. But those sorts of things. I guess though, if you that, if if someone was going to be that like, passionate about it and say that no, I can't be with you if you're not like this, then yeah. that's probably the person you want to be with anyway. That's what. But it's on the dating apps. Like people can put it in their profile, like vaccinated, non-vaccinated. Really? It's like yeah, drug use, oh. um, pronouns. One of the guys at Sunday Singles called out like uh, when this girl broke up with a guy because he had a hairy ass. He was like, he was unvaccinated. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's good. Should be having va- waxed or unwaxed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On that note, I'm fucking steaming, boys. Yeah, okay. let's Not rock and roll. roll. Thanks for having me, boys. No, it's Thank all you. good. You got anything you want to plug? Nothing. Mm, not really. Just uh, be Mate. kind to each other. That's the only thing I want to plug. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Daniel? Yeah, uh, Wednesday I'm doing Comedians vs. Rappers at the lounge, so that'll be fun because we haven't done one of those for about a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has been a while. Yeah. You and slay then, that show too. Thanks, bro. It's <laughs> fun. Yeah. You, you were good when you had the Akubra. Uh, against Mandy. Oh, uh, fuck. There's a name I haven't heard for a while. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then um, obviously Sunday Singles is on a hiatus for a month. Yeah. Is that? Okay. Spoke to Jack. He said he's just too busy. Yeah. And are they, what are they doing? Are they doing a, 
Look, obviously they're doing a lot around the place. Um, they're repainting the wall, did I see? Oh, or something? I don't know. I've seen that on the Instagram story. I think they're repainting the wall, the Not iconic sure. wall. Yeah. Doing yeah. big things there, man. Yeah. They're, they're really trying to spice it up. And then uh, we got Royale's, who's Rhyme, um, residency at Northbridge for the next month, uh, starting next Tuesday. So cool. I'll see you next Tuesday, Cut. Cool. So if you want to go cancel Delby, you know exactly where to go. And Max Shane will do it as a team. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I got yeah. nothing to plug because I, except for my business, but I'm not cool. going to plug that on. Yeah. All right. That's it. All right. Adios. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. (laughs) (laughs) Anything Chris White says, please (laughs) disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-hosts. Daniel Adelby and Cameron Branch. I would do this and then I'd gong. (laughs) (laughs) Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. (laughs) 